L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is the premier independent community development platform working with local creators to produce podcasts and content by the community for the community. To learn more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Okay. Ready? Yep. Hey, I'm Sarah Van Cleve, a biracial, single mom, adoptee, raised by an all-white family. And I'm Caleb Scales, a proud gay man, restaurant savant, who will make the best flipping margarita you've ever had. And this is Othered, a podcast for those who feel different. Each episode, we'll be having conversations about racism, homophobia, holistic health, drinking, sex, drugs, yoga, 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 yoga. Yogurt. (laughs) This podcast comes out every Thursday for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. If you want bonus episodes, ad-free listening, discounts at our live events, and exclusive access to merch, then subscribe to LAS Plus. Go to LASpodcastnetwork.com slash plus to get started. I'm so excited that I get to do this with you, Sarah. I'm so excited that I get to do this with you, Kayla. Oh my God, I love that for us. I feel like I'm trying too hard now. You are, but I like it. Uh, ooh. Ooh. Caleb. Spicy. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> L-A-S. Hey, y'all. Alan here. Stop. It's me. I'm Alan. No. I, we're so excited to share this next leg of our journey with you. If you want to keep up with all things Miria, stop laughing at me. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Myths of Miria. If you enjoy the show, consider sharing it with your friends. Or if you have the time, reviewing us on Apple Podcasts is a great way to show your support. And if you want to show us even more support, Head on over to LASpodcastnetwork.com and sign up for LAS Plus, which comes with a whole mess of bonus content and ad-free episodes and more, including bonus episodes that are out right now about bunnies. It's us being bunnies. bunnies. Big bunnies. They're pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I'm the shadow of the Oh, no. (laughs) I'm the big bunny. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much again for sharing the precious pieces of your time with us. And without further ado, welcome to Miria. Another night complete. Rest came to you last night, and for all of you, it has been a little bit more restful than the difficult night before. Yesterday was filled with an incredible amount of things, from talking to the Gildan Guards, to fighting shitty wizards, from painting mosaics on arms, to getting complete makeovers. Exhaustion had overcome you, and especially you, Val, as your day was the most full out of anyone. As you all come to and you begin your morning, some more awake than others, you take in the new day as it comes. It's harvest tide! You have guests coming over later today, but before that, you have a couple other things to accomplish. All of you make me perception checks. Oh no. Oh. Wake up in that's the morning. That's pretty good. It's a 16. Ooh, that's really good. Uh, Plus six. Natural 20! Oh, that's also pretty good. I wasted it on a perception check. <laughs> 23. 22. Wow, you all got it. Better than my one. As I'm you all than... wake up and yeah. you start meandering about saying good morning to each other, you all at the same time see uh, under the front door a letter in a cream-colored envelope with a red ribbon wrapped around it. 
the large Levitican L is stamped in gold wax on a seal to it. Um, Don't worry, guys. This one's probably for me. <laughs> <laughs> written on it, you see the word shadow, which oh. is code for Valros. It is. Um, it's totally <laughs> additionally, Valros. you see a small scroll that has been plopped through the mail slot. So you have two pieces of mail today. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. <laughs> I think letter. that's copyrighted, actually, uh, so we need to... St- <laughs> no, don't. Oh, no more of that. I can't finish. Val will <laughs> grab the scroll. Okay. Uh, you grab the scroll, and on the inside, you find a detailed spell titled Time Recovery that claims to turn back time on wounded allies. Oh. That's mine. It says... Oh. It's mine. They've been trying to reach us about their car's extended warranty. <laughs> uh, I hand it to her. <gasps> she gave me the spell. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, her, you may take a small amount of time this morning to Ooh. copy that into your spellbook if you'd so like. Who I gave t- you what? I got a spell from a woman that I bought the orb from, and she holds out her orb. What does your orb look like? Oh, what did we say the orb looked like? You describe it. I gave you the descriptions before. Uh, if you can't remember your own orb description, that's not my fault. It's been two weeks. I'm sorry. It looked like a ball. It is a clockwork orb yeah. built out of brass and copper um, that has a bunch of different gears and things like that all flush to this orb-like structure. And on the front, there is one circular face that has uh, Roman numeral time counts on it like a clock. Orb. I got it in from this lady from this place called the Warmth of Winter. And um, she had a lot of really, really cool stuff. And she also gave me the paint for Shadow which was really cool. And I was like, hey, I also do time magic. And she was like, sheesh, let me get you some time spells. Well, here it is. And she holds up the scroll really proudly. What does it do? It lets me turn back time on your wounds so that they close. If you could turn back time. If you could find the way. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, That's a song. So many puns. <laughs> no, man. God, We're losing um, it today. <laughs> seeing you hold up the scroll and just like you'd picked up the letter. Correct. Yeah, I was gonna give it to you, but then Val was like, "What's this?" And of I course, I got to input him. Like, kept an eye on that letter and just like snuck it away from you as you were doing that description. Like, um, the thing. Thank you. I, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I, Orb. And I just peel it open, kind uh, of turning away from the group. Yeah, as you peel it open, you pull the wax apart, and it kind of cracks in 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 two. So op- opening the letter, um, and on the inside it reads, "Shadow, you are called to the Levitican Embassy." You are required there by your superior. You will be there as close to 9 a.m. as possible. Prepare to be debriefed on the situation. Is there any notice for me to burn this or anything? Uh, It's kind of understood. Okay. Um, Was there a fire going this morning? Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, we can say that in the morning you guys had stoked something to warm you up in the... In the day, because keep in mind, it is also cold in the Tiefling Quarter, and also it's getting closer to winter. I, mm-hmm. so. I'm just trying to imagine Shadow's massive hands opening this little tiny envelope. <laughs> yeah, with his well, that's why there's a ribbon on it, so he thing. can pull it open. Oh, got yeah. it. Okay. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> they thought ahead. <laughs> rip it. Um, <laughs> grip it and rip it. <laughs> Let it rip. That's how I fight. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, I would uh, kind of crumple it in my hand, and yep. then. Uh, walking over to the fire i would just hunker over it and just toss it into the flame okay um watching it just kind of light up i would uh just absently ask to everyone what time is it uh her you would know that it is roughly it well actually you know it is exactly 8 a.m. 
It is. Sorry, because you have you have keen mind. I do have so keen mind. it is eight a.m. I always know what time it is, and I remember everything. Oh, everything! Like literally everything. Yeah. Um, she just pipes so. up and says, "It's eight a.m. I haven't the chimes gone off yet." You hear them go off in, in the distance. ding dong ding Sorry, dong i'm not gonna add a chime no, in fine, for every fine. single hour so that <laughs> just imagine the the listeners just hearing and i'm just talking and then bong and it's just like oh yes of course it's seven she just eight says, you said it's eight well now it's, it's eight. eight. Oh, okay <laughs> it's eight do you need to know i have an appointment at nine that i need to get to with who um my local superiors can you invite them to Harvest Time? I could. They could just come here. But probably not. They're well, not the most welcoming. That's lame. Hey, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. Yes. Uh, you all hear a knock on the door. Can I? Are there windows by the door? Can I peek out? Uh, you you may look out. Yeah. Um, as you peek out, you see uh. A visage of Orion standing outside. She just turns back in and says, it's Orion. I would approach the door and uh, open it slightly. Yeah. Well, good morning, Orion. He turns to you and he just says, what's this I hear about Val getting assaulted? Oh, well, oh you could. You tell him. And then I'd open the door a little bit more. You can ask him directly. I, I shall. Yeah, we was shortly after you uh shortly after you left, we were attacked by some villavar. Will you come with me, please? Uh But he just we haven't even had breakfast. It's just yet. gonna be a it's a, a quick talk. Sure. Breakfast. All right. Yeah. Okay. Step outside. Okay. Um you step outside with him. He's kind of got like this fur cloak over top of him that he kinda of pulls close as it's kinda of cold for him. And really Arno was assaulted. I was just kind of there. I guess he did shoot the blasts at me, but... You come with me. Oh, okay, I mean, all right. All right. Um, you, you go outside with Orion, and he kind of walks with you a little further away from the house. He takes you around the block, right? As he does so, he just says, tell me about what happened. Uh, shithead uh, pushed Arno over and then pushed Arno over again, and I was like, don't do that, my guy. And he continued to do it. And then he shot blasts at us and missed. And then I made, I cast Cloud of Daggers behind him and was going to push him into it. And uh, then he gave up. And then I tripped him as he left. <laughs> right. Um, next time that man lays a hand on anyone you care about, um, I want you to kill him. I mean, yeah. Don't worry about the consequences. I will make it go away. Nobody messes with my people. Nobody. I'm not telling Arno because he doesn't have the heart for this sort of thing. But I can't have the Vero looking weak or people thinking they can push my people around. Hmm. Except you, though. Right? Like, you can push me around. I'd prefer not to. But then you send the guy to kill me? I didn't know who you were then. Okay, that's fair. That's valid. Now that I actually care about you is a different story. Okay. I didn't really care about you then. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Um, yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> let's be very clear, he would have died. Arno did not want him to die, it seemed. Um, Arno was trying to, trying to get him out of there. Like but... I said, 
Arno doesn't really have the heart for this sort of thing. Why is he in the Vera? Very good abjuration wizard. Good at protecting, not good at killing. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll keep it in mind. I don't know what's going to happen to him now. I mean, Caius might just arrest him. Right. Okay. Um, you come back around to the front of the of your house as you circle around the block. Uh, Arno uh, comes out and he says, Val, we better get going if we're going to get to that place I was talking about before the rush. Oh, yeah. All right, anyone to go to this place that he was talking about before the rush? <laughs> um, I think I'm all right. Uh, I've got a couple more things to do this morning. Um... Oh, uh, one more thing. Um, Val, speaking of my people, um, Nefreya approved your application. Um, technically, what we just talked about is your first job. Oh! Good day, everyone. And he kind of looks at all of you, and he bows quickly. Uh, two things! Wait, before you go. Um, there's a Harvest Tide thing, if you want to come to the Harvest Tide thing at the house. When is that? Tonight. I look at everybody. I think it was right. tonight. Yeah, yes. tonight. I don't. I don't know times. I don't know harvest time. You know what? That sounds nice. I think I'll try. Um, and the thing we talked about. Do you want me to find that person, or do you just mean in the future? Uh, you know, keep what I said in mind. If he lays a hand on anyone. Okay. Right. Have a good day, everyone. Her is just staring through the window, like, ominously at Orion. See you Ar- tonight. Goodbye. He walks away, and Arno just kind of looks at you with his cocked head, and he just goes, what was that all about? Uh, wait a minute. Do I get the cool crystal thing? He says, later. Oh, he kind of waves as he <laughs> as he walks away. Okay. Oh, I mean, I'm apparently part of the Vero now, so. Oh. Um, all right. So now we're partners. That's good. Well, yes. It's, we're- um... We're partners. Walking the beat. We're, oh, all right. I didn't think this was going to be turning into a buddy cop movie. But all right. It is now. It is now. All, all right. Arno and the Val. Arno and the Val. Valano. Ar- Arnaval. Well, I don't know. What okay, never mind. Al. Just Al. Al. Weird, Al. All right. Um, uh, and uh, Arno grabs the other two of you and he says... Um, well, Shadow, I I guess we're going to go. Um, do you just want to meet up after? Yes, if that would be okay. Wait, you're not coming with us? I can. I just have my appointment at nine. Oh. I don't think... It's a little far away. I don't know if you'll be able to make both. I... You'd see We'll we'll see you at Harvest Tide, of course. Uh, Yes. Uh, All right. And then I'd slip um, well, Arno, like, probably five gold to pay for things. Just Okay. And just, like, in nice. a handshake and just, like, thank he, you. You, uh, there's a small clink as he grabs it and he palms it and he kind of, like, there's this look of recognition as he looks into your eyes and he grabs it, swiftly puts it into his pocket and what, nods. What if you just came and then her just turns back time and then you could make both? I can't do that on command. If I could, I would. Okay. Well, Not yet, at least. I try. Not yet. And I'd pat her on the head. I'll do it someday. <laughs> but not today. Sorry. That is adorable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Arno grabs both her and Val and 867 and uh, you all start walking off. And 867 turns back to you, 
uh, Shadow, and he says, Do not worry, I will protect. And I salute him uh, with the, what is it? Oh, God. You salute him with your left, left hand, hand because right. you're a higher rank. That's right. Yep. yep. And he salutes you with his right hand. That's right. So yep. I would salute him with the left. Mm-hmm. So and then uh and, and very good soldier. He will pull out his sword. Okay, you can probably put that away. He will put back his sword. <laughs> <laughs> as you uh Shadow, as you um as you're walking away, um I would lock up the house. Yes, you lock up the house, everything gets locked up. Um, hmm? Yeah, Gray is in there. She's relaxing too. Um, well, sure. Just... She's tending to the garden as well. Oh. Um, roll me a perception check, Shadow. Okay. Oh no. Ooh, twenty. Twenty. As you 20. are walking away, and uh, Arno and Val and eight six seven and her are a little further away, down across the block, you can't really see them anymore. You turn over to the garden, and there in the garden, you see a dagger stuck into one of the planters. And wrapped around the dagger, growing on it, very swiftly, is a tomato vine. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I would just note that. Okay. And just nod my head. Just, hmm. Okay. And you... Tell about that later. And you continue on walking towards the embassy. Triumph, inspiration, tragedy. You could pick one word to describe your life as it stands right now. What is it? I'm Alex Schulte, the host of One Word Stories, a free-to-listen interview podcast where the guest and I take one word and let it inspire the stories we tell. Every episode, I'll be interviewing local people from every corner of our beautiful community about where they are now, and then we'll take a trip to the past and find out how we got here. After every episode, there will be a post-show where the guests and I play games and unwind at the end of a recording. The One Word Stories post-show is exclusive to LAS Plus subscribers. To subscribe and get access to ad-free episodes, bonus content to all LAS podcasts, discounts at live shows, access to exclusive merch, and much more, go to laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus. Do you know someone that has a story that needs to be told? Please contact me. Fill out the contact form on the One Word Stories show page at laspodcastnetwork.com slash stories. This show is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. You can find new episodes of One Word Stories for free every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. One Word Stories. What's your word? L-A-S. the deep dark depths in a podcast studio located in the heart of Cedar Rapids. There were two nerds sitting in a room sweating profusely talking about video games. And they were... Me, Craig Johnson. And me, Jackson Parker. And we are so excited to welcome you to our brand new video game podcast, Gaming Through the Generations. Locally produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network, every other Thursday we'll take one game and deep dive into the past, present, and future of that IP. We'll also play fun mini games on the show and fight to the death for our very lives. Mm, what now? 
and fight to the death for our very lives. Fight, fight like the the death, 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 death. Like a like a real, like a very real. That was actually that was Logan's one stipulation. It had to be real, visceral, physical death. Huh. Gaming through the generations. New episodes every other Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcasts. To support our show and creators just like us, subscribe to LAS Plus. And for more information on that, visit laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus. Is that it? That's it. I'm getting a nod. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Should we go play Smash? I want to go play Smash. Yeah, 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 let's go play Smash. Let's go play Smash. <laughs> Shadow, as you walk through the streets, you ask here and there for directions to the Levitican Embassy. You get the sporadic, odd look, the occasional ignorant face. You even pass by this odd-looking blue otter on the way, but eventually you find it on the same west side of town, just a few streets outwards from a small market circle. Just the same as every other Levitican embassy, you come upon a gray stone building. It stretches almost 30 feet high, and it's shaped with detailed recesses and pillars. Some of the pillars seem more classic in design, but they meld into the sharp edges and almost mathematically accurate measurements that are, the mirrored, that are mirrored across the sides of the building. Red banners with the Levitican L symbol on them hang off the front of the building, denoting this as the Levitican Embassy. This, just like the one that was seen in Blackwater, and the one in every other town you've been in, is the same. As you step inside, that same feeling of sameness hits you, like a wave once more. The inside of the building's walls have unsettlingly similar aesthetic, almost like they were copy-pasted from the outside. Internally, this building has one central large foyer, with doors leading to only what you can presume to be more rooms to the left and right, same as last time. In front of you, there is a large wooden counter that bisects the room with a passageway in the middle of it guarded by a singular triton clad in red hood and a breastplate of polished silver metal. He has a tuft of green hair that seems like it's always in water flowing above his head, gravityless. The floors are neatly placed stone tiles embossed with a dark wood inlay. In the center of this room, you see a large mirror, roughly 15 foot feet wide and 15 feet tall, hanging over a pit in the ground at a 45 degree angle. And reflected in it is a large ruined circle separated into eight equal slice slices with light purple sheen covering it. Sheathed on this man's belt is a large sword with intricate notchwork on one side of its double-edged blade. As you enter, the man seated at the counter that guards the farther half of the room doesn't seem to notice you. He takes a drink of water from his water skin and then pours a small amount into his hands and rubs it on his face and around his neck. Just after this, his eyes catch yours. He stands at attention and holds the sword down by his hips, non-threateningly brandishing its design. Same routine. Same thing every time. Mm -hmm. Um, what is your, your business in the embassy? Um, good morning. I, uh, uh and I'd approach the... I'm sorry, I don't see any rank on your armor, Peacekeeper. Of course you don't. And then I'd reach into my pouch and I'd slide the coin 
out in front of myself. His eyes go wide and he rushes over to the circle and he plants his sword in the key lock next to it and he twists it as all of the failsafes turn off. The the eight pieces slide together of that ruined circle. Mm-hmm. The purple sheen disappears from it and these steps uh, or th- this ramp turns or becomes like as it it mm-hmm. appears by the side of the teleportation circle. Okay. I would pull the coin back and put it back into my pouch, just kind of rubbing it like, oh, God, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd, I'd, then I'd uh, <clears throat> approach um, the circle, yeah. and he's standing there still. Just He just unlocked it, and you see him kind of press his hand to his temple. Uh, you know this as he is sending a message to Vintner that the portal is open and ready mm-hmm. for your arrival. I'd, uh, as I'm passing by him, I would, uh, I would nod to him. I, I thank you. Uh, he turns to you and he says, uh, yeah, yeah, um, Mr. Wanderer, knock, night, knock, notched, notched wanderer. (laughs) I'd give, like, a smirk and, yes, yes. Um, a loud barking dog crack emanates from the center of the room in that circle that this man just activated, and a jolt of purple energy lances through the room. Once again, Field Marshal Vintner, Vintner? Vintner, (laughs) stands in front of you. He pulls a hand through his long, slicked-back white hair. His striking blue eyes meet with yours. As he ascends the ramp that leads up from the teleportation circle, he adjusts his almost luminescent blue coat that hangs off of his shoulders like a cloak to cover the weapon holstered on his left hip. As he does, you are reminded of the similarities he has to you as he brandishes arcano-mechanical golden and brass arms, there to replace other limbs that have long since failed him. Still glowing brightly in the center of his chest is that large blue gem fastened into brass and copper armor. You swear you see a spark of blue energy fly off as he turns towards you. His perpetual scowl cracks forth words at you. Lieutenant, follow me. Keymaster, and he nods towards the keymaster. No one out or in. And he nods back and returns to his post. Yeah, I would immediately salute uh, Vintner with my right he salutes you with his left hand, and immediately, it's almost like um, a formality for him. He just goes, like, salute down. Like, mm-hmm. it's super quick. It's almost like he doesn't even feel like doing it, but he just does it out of formality. Sure. He walks to the room to the right and opens the door, and he walks in himself. Okay. I would follow. Okay. As you enter, he says, shut the door. <clears throat> uh, yes. And I close it behind me. I need an update about the Avians. Um, uh, we've obviously come to Ebonvale. Uh, there was a house, a home that, uh, we had seemed to have obtained through a, uh, a battle in Blackwater with a deal. Um, it's in the lower tiefling quarter, and... There it seems there's a makeshift outpost that I've secured and come to protect them from from harm. I hope it's okay that I dealt with the, the one in the Coliseum to make sure that he didn't bother us 
again in the future. That seems fine to me. I have no quarrels with you killing people who would be outside of the realm of protecting who I have charged you with. Very well. Um, from there, it's... It's been just taking precautions and making sure that those outside of the realm of them uh, don't come to harm them at, at all. Have you observed any evidence that might show you that they are or are not Evians? One of them seems to have trouble with their memories. Um, seems to have power that she doesn't understand. Trouble with her identity. Doesn't know who she is. Seems that she has people that want her and need her here in the city other than just you. Anything else? The other one exhibits magical ability, but I don't know if it's necessarily a Vian. I haven't really encountered many of them. In that vein, and he pulls out this kind of small device um, from his his cloak or his coat. Mm-hmm. Um, the device he hands you looks like a um, a small semicircle, and it has a handle on the straight of it, but then a curve about half a circle attaches to both ends. The handle is wrapped in red leather, and the semicircle is wrapped in copper wire. There are arms that seem to swivel out from each side of the handle, and each of them has a gemstone attached to them, one of them being red and the other um, being blue. He responds, or he continues on, Magic in this world is cast through the weave, and Evians are always connected to the weave because of their souls. If you could call them that, well, they were created there. To use this device, hold it towards someone you suspect of being Evian, and in a matter of seconds, the blue gemstone will raise on its arm if they are suspected to be in direct contact with the weave at that exact moment, and go down if they are not. The red one will raise moments later if they are magically adept. Finally, the two stones will harmonize at the same raised level from a purple be- and form a purple beam of energy between themselves if they are a Vian. Because a Vians are always connected to the weave. And the blue arm the blue arm will never go down, meaning that only a Vians can harmonize the two gemstones. This was whipped up by one of our research specialists at Eden. Interesting. And you know Eden to be the very few people know this, mm-hmm. but Eden stands for the Evian and Dockant Engineering Nexus. Oh. Were they necessarily made? Or the Where they happens. are researched or engineered. Okay. Different things. Um, yeah. Gotcha. If either of them are not a Vian, you are ordered to kill them. Dispose of their bodies and bring any of here to be transported by teleportation circle to a safe house. When does this need to happen by? As soon as possible. I trust your judgment. Noted. Has there been any... If if I may ask a question. You may. Has there been any update on my brother? 
I have been hesitant to give you any information. Because of the information that we had found. We have possible leads that show him potentially being in this city. However, Intel also leads the Nachtfanderer to believe that he is an anti-Levitican terrorist. Does this satiate your curiosity? For now. Keep in mind, you are here to secure military assets, not worry about political affairs. Isn't it all the same? For some. For you, in this exact moment. No. You are to bring Evians to us. We need them for the war effort. What happens if they don't? If they don't what? If they don't come. If I'm not able to. Failure is an illusion, Shadow. The Nachtfanderer do not fail. Shadow, in the middle of this conversation, you're looking out the window. Just a moment, you feel this like intense frustration or anger, but the ways that you've tried to deal with this in the past is disengaging even slightly from Vintner. Just mm-hmm. you look out the window for a moment and just try and focus on something further away mm-hmm. to kind of take yourself out of this building, yeah. right? As you look out the window, you see a form clad in gold and black drop from the roof of the building. Uh, roll me a perception check. Nine. Okay. <laughs> um, the being turns slightly, just enough for you to get a glimpse of the side of its face, or at least what would be its face. Um, it's wearing a tightly fit half helmet that covers the eyes and top of its head, belted down underneath the chin and neck. Um, that's really all you'll get. Um, however... Uh, You also see a a strap to their back is a single long sword in a sheath specialized from drawing from the back. Oh, okay. You watch as this figure snaps their fingers and they turn into an almost spectral form. Same body, but they become semi-translucent and yellow and black. uh, And yellow and black wafts of smoke start to pour off of them. The next few moments happen almost simultaneously. But to you, time seems to slow down. The man outside the building begins to fade away, almost like fog in the wind, and then you feel this pressure start to build up around you. You look at Vintner, and his scowl has turned to surprise as he gazes just beyond you. His moves are sedated, your adrenaline turning time into a slow-moving picture. Your head whips around in this odd space in chronal reality as you see a ball of fire and force ripping through the building behind you. What do you do? Um, I immediately grab the device, 
Um, and well, I sorry, I push Vintner across the table out of the way. Okay. Um, and so we're both at opposite sides of the room. Yeah. Because it's tearing through. It's tearing behind you. Oh, behind me? From the doorway oh. into this room. I would grab Vintner and just like hulk over him yeah. and just like protect him from the blast. Okay. As you do so, the explosion ripples throughout the building, tearing apart the stone molecule by molecule. Time returns to you and you are blasted from the building. You are not really sure where you end up. You are sure that if you still had ears, they would be ringing. You look up and you see Vintner get up into a crouch, blasted away from your arms during this moment. Mm -hmm. uh, the look of a caged and feral animal on his face. Anger seething through gritted teeth and singed white hair that has fallen around his face. He unsheathes his firearm, its stone body and stark grooved cuts glinting in the firelight. His coat now completely off of him, you can see his entire form is somewhat burned and battered. Arcane sparks fly from his right arm. Shadow, you, uh, oh, sorry, as fly from his right arm as there is obviously some sort of damage that has uh, been sustained. Speaking of which, Shadow, you take 16 fire and bludgeoning damage from Ooh. the explosion as okay. your body is rocked to the core. Ooh. Okay. Vintner fans his gun around, obviously looking for a target. His, aisle, his eyes are wild behind these strands of white hair in front of him. Suddenly, you watch as his eyes dilate like a cat. You have only enough time uh, to aim your head in the direction that he has his as a volley of force blasts emit from his weapon, striking a dark figure that seems to have been scrambling just beyond what is now the remaining ruins of the structure that was the Levitican Embassy. The figure falls to the ground, struck and convulsing just outside of the flames of the structure that lick up around you. Vintner stands, weapon still drawn, and swiftly walks over to the form, looks down, and then holds his weapon back up, scanning the horizon for other threats. What do you do? Um, still, like, kind of huddled over. Like, I, I'm assuming that I'm splayed out, kind of. Yeah, your, your body is basically just, like, all kinds of like mangled and confused in space. Just pulling myself like my arm back together and pulling my other arm and pulling my legs and just like creaking back up and just making sure that like the damage to like the paint is like moderately okay. I'd like hobble over. It looks over. like some of it is a little scratched, mm -hmm. but like the problem is like some of it is is just burnt off completely because yep. it's like oil paint and so some of it is actually still like like mildly on fire and so you have to like pat yeah. it out. Um, your left arm seems to be okay, but your mm -hmm. right arm took most of the brunt. Okay, I'd pat it out and just, what was that? He just looks around, he says, I don't know. Look around. Um, okay. Make me a perception check. Yep. Uh, 15. Uh, 15, you look around, uh, it seems as though generally the street that this was on, it's so early in the morning that there's not a lot of people around. Sure. Um, in fact, there's like zero people down this street. It's like a hmm. not very used street. The only form that was nearby is that one that's laying at Fitner's feet. Uh, I'd look around at like the rooftops because it's, that's where I'd seen the other form drop down from. Yeah. Um, I just scan those. You look up at the other rooftops, and at this point, you're not seeing anything distinct about any of these rooftops. I don't know. I don't know. You just hear this 
coughing coming from the form that is just beneath Vintner. Wait, what is that? You walk over and you look down at the form on the ground um, and you see a small goblin woman with flower plat patterned blue dress. Blood is pooling from her chest, gasping and seizing on the ground. Her eyes meet yours as a sense of recognition and sorrow passes through them, recognizing your face. In front of you, you see Mimi, the goblin that you helped pay for the food of yesterday to help her children, who is coming to your home today to celebrate Harvest Tide with her family. A basket of produce half full next to her and the other half with its contents spilled into the street. Vintner, in his efforts to catch whoever did this, shot her. She was scrambling to pick up her produce in the wake of being startled by the explosion. Vintner speaks up a little louder than he normally would. You assume because of his hearing has been affected by the blast, and he says, Lieutenant, failure is an illusion. Push that body into the fire, now. You've ruined everything! You look down at Mimi, and she utters a few words to you, sputtering through her breath. She's just, please, I'm just, I won't tell anyone, I promise. And he interrupts, and he says, do not let the animals suffer, Lieutenant. That is cruel. I'd reach out a hand and I'd push him away so his foot's off of her chest. No! And she just looks up with this, this gasp of just... <gasps> as she gains air back into her lungs. Um, you see now there's more blood pooling out because there's no more pressure. Yeah, and I'd hold a hand over her chest like just to stop the bleeding. Yeah. Are you okay? She looks up and you, she just says... I don't know. I have never been shot before. I have. It, it'll be fine. I, uh. Are you... Can you... And she just, like, she's in full shock right now. Yeah. She doesn't know what's happening. I and reach into my pouch, and I, I think I remember having some sort of cloth yeah. that I'd wrapped yeah, like, yeah, yeah. my beast battlers deck in. Dude, you still had your clothes. Oh, that's right. From, from the earlier... Yep. Remember, I would... You had all your clothes that you've kept since the attack from the dragon. Yeah. I'd, like, rip out just, like, panicked, just rip out those clothes and start ripping them into shreds and just start making strips and trying to, like, tie it around her. Yeah. Uh, Vintner stumbles a little further away, and he looks at you with these wild eyes, and he says to you, If Levitica or I are implicated in this, that's on you, not me. You're the one who shot her. At this point, I am offering you solutions. If you wish to create more problems, it is your failure, not mine! Fine. You look into the distance as this is all happening, and above the skyline, you see a flare. One that bursts with infrared light. You know this to be a construct flare, and one that can only be seen by beings that have eyes made of the arcane, like yours. You also know that there's only one other construct in this city, and it's 867. You hear the dull thud of time being kept in the distance. The bell towers on the church begin to chime. They ring out over and over. The fire licks around you. The chimes fill your ears. And the flare dances across the sky. The clock strikes ten.
The LAS Podcast Network is the premier independent community development platform working with local creators to produce podcasts and content by the community for the community. To learn more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Ah! Dude, that was hype. That was so good. Oh, my God. Oh, dude. That's so good. Ah! Okay. Oh, fuck. Oh. That was intense. Oh my god. Oh. L A S.